2: Hey you guys, we gotta tell you about
1: Brez Coffee Company. Made by gamers, for gamers, right here on the Gulf Coast in
2: Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. I like the iCast Fireball mixed flavor, which is a fireball whiskey
1: flavor. If you like dark roast, like I do, then try the Critical Dark or the Koo Slayer
2: Mocha Roast. Can't decide what you need for those all night gaming sessions. Why don't you try one of their specialty sample packs? All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to brezcoffeecode.com. That's B R E Z C O F F E E C O.com and enter the code NCR at checkout for 10% off your order. Amazing. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs we're back for another episode of nerd cave retro my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond guess who's back back again
1: (laughs) most overused phrase on nerd cave retro (laughs) hey i uh, I know
2: you were happy because you uh sent me that picture of uh the final game the other day i was like i know you're happy right now (laughs) Well, the cool thing about
1: it, so I talked about a couple of weeks ago how staffing has been a challenge, like not just with us, but with so many other places in Pensacola and around the country of people just being short staffed everywhere. And it's been the same with us through, say, pretty much all the second half of the season. But it worked out to where I ended up having to be the PA announcer, which I like doing, Hmm. So it was, it was kind of cool to, to do that for the last game of the year. But yeah, no, it, uh, it, it, it came and went. So um, there, there's a very, very small possibility that they will make the playoffs, mm. which would be next week. But a lot has to happen. Yeah. in order for that to become a reality. So <laughs>
2: I bet you're just like please 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 no please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, if if they do make the playoffs, it'll only be two games as opposed to six, but yeah. I I think we'll I'll probably know for sure by Friday if that will happen or not. So If but it does way,
2: happen, will you be here next week or <laughs> No. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, but like I said, a, a lot has to happen in order for that to happen. So. Damn sporting well, events. <laughs> well, it's especially baseball. I mean, yeah. with football, it's single elimination and, ba- well, basketball is a series, but. Um,
2: That's what I always yeah. liked about football because it's like, you know, you get to the playoffs, it's like, you either, it's, it's winner take all. You know, like each game, like there is no like series, <laughs> like uh, baseball, they already play like, you know, 120,000 games a season. Then you get to the playoffs and like, and it's like, oh my God, they got to do like six, seven, best of seven. Like why? What? A, imagine if football was best of seven. Like, <laughs> It would all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, with
1: baseball, it's, I mean, injuries do happen, but like with football, you're just like trying to kill each
2: other every single play. <laughs> Careers so. would be like three seasons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am really excited to talk about the, the game we'll be reviewing tonight, because oh. I know both you and I have been playing it yes. quite extensively ever since you told me
2: about it. I have some but I, horror stories <laughs> about this game. <laughs> me and you both. Yeah. Me and you both. I I do have to also
1: give you a shout-out because you sent me a uh, late birthday present yeah. that I received in the mail today, which you, those of you who are watching the video version can see it's a, a Sonic pop figure mm-hmm. with the background of the best Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> game ever made, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis. So uh, no, thank you so much for sending that. That was awesome.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I was out looking for a birthday present a few weeks ago. And uh, I did, I was gonna get you a Zelda coffee mug or a Zelda T shirt, just something Zelda. And I was looking around, and I saw that, and I I had a Zelda mug in my hand. I was like, well, oh, I couldn't find a T shirt. Actually, had they had some Zelda shirts there, the same one that I got. And I was gonna get it for you. And and Angelina made fun of fun of me. She was like, what? So you can be shirt buddies or <laughs> like wear the same shirt. And I'm like, yeah, why not. Um, but they didn't have your size, so I was looking around and and I was gonna get a coffee mug, and then I saw that I was like, oh, that's it, that's that's the yeah. thing. Derek's gonna love yeah. that.
1: No, this this is great. This is really great. I'm just glad but it I'm... got
2: there in one piece, because you know I've I've been meaning to get it to the post office for like the last two weeks, and finally dropped it off the other day, and I was like, oh, please don't please don't mess this up. Please get it there in one piece.
1: No, it it arrived in good condition. So fantastic, yeah.
2: But uh, but yeah, we got some news to get to tonight. Um, you ready to jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, and we are going to do our giveaway tonight. I wanted to say before we went into the news, we're going to do that uh, after the news segment. So stay tuned. Um, but the first story tonight comes from Armez Jackson. This is from Engadget.com. You're not going to believe this. There are four new games coming to the Atari Lynx. The Atari freaking Lynx is getting some new games. If you're a retro gamer, it's hard not to ignore the Atari Lynx. The first color handheld it might have been, but its small library of games under 100 official titles and general mishandling by Atari itself earned it little more than a walk-on role in gaming history for most people. Uh, the homebrew and indie scene for the Lynx is pretty thin compared to its contemporaries, the Game Boy and the Game Gear. Uh, for Lynx die har- diehards, there's one destination to gather, Atariage. And user Fadist, real name, uh, can't even pronounce that, is one of the long-standing members of the handhelds forum there. Um, he began programming for the Lynx as a way to channel his enthusiasm for retro gaming while he soothed the sun to sleep late at night. He came to the Lynx specifically for his technological limitations, although it was advanced for the time. Uh, he did a game, a new game um, called Raid on Tri-City. It takes the classic Tetris format and introduces a shoot up component. He already released a pay-what-you-want ROM-only version of Raid on Tri-City, Second Wave is a, essentially is the same game as a physical release with some new end game perps, uh, perks. Um, let's see. Are there the other games on here, too? This is a long article. Uh, so if you want to go take a look at the article on Engadget. Um, but yeah, basically, there's another one called Cyber Virus, which is a first-person space shooter. Um, let's see. There was Cyber Virus. And then... Um, you, what's this called? Uh, unseen. Uh, let's see, Unseen and uh, Unnamed. Uh, is it, I see, for fan of what games? Um, let's see, it's an arcade puzzler and racing games. Um, yep. Man, this is a long article. I looked through this earlier, but I didn't actually read the whole thing because it's so freaking long. But yeah, there's four titles. If you're a Lynx fan, you you got some new games coming for you, basically.
1: I'd be interested in playing a Lynx because anytime I go to the video game trading post here in town, which is where I got these these two new posters you see yeah. behind me. Rampage um, in the
2: chat room. Rampage!
1: Um, they have a, a, like a casing with a lot of old systems that you mm. can buy and one of those is a Lynx. I can't remember how much it is, but I'd be curious to Give it a shot. And I uh, i mean, we've talked about this before. I think it's cool when new titles are made for these old systems. It really doesn't matter what type of game it is. Just the fact that games are still being made for it shows yeah. the fan base that's still there all these years later.
2: You know, I think Atari might be if they were to come back with a new links along the lines of the Nintendo Switch, I think that Atari could... Get a foothold back into the, you know, the 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 gaming the the console not not console but at least the handheld market, if they yeah. were to bring a new link Because this thing is still even though it's thirty years old, it's still pretty cool looking even though it took like you know eight double A batteries at a time and it only lasted like fifteen minutes.
1: I'd love to put a new set of batteries in a lynx and a game gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see which one goes out first.
2: And just, just there's gotta be a video sit.
1: of that on there's gotta be a YouTube video of that somewhere.
2: I'm sure there is. And I'm sure the older they get, the the less battery time you get with them. So yeah. it, it would be interesting to to see how long because this this lynx here is one of the later models when they kind of compacted it a little bit. And this is actually the one that I like the best. This kind of compacted, Mm -hmm. thicker version of it. I wasn't... The big one was just a little too big. Like, the first version of it. But the second version here is the one that I always liked. And one that I... If I was to get a Lynx, this is the one I would get. Right. I'd be curious to play one at some point. Yeah, I never played a Lynx before. But it'd be interesting to play like a new game on there. Oh, for sure. So, this comes to us
1: from your Open Micers co host, <laughs> Jacob Craig. And I've been pretty stoked to talk about this. This is from comicbook.com. Yeah,
2: last week, it po- was a story about donuts. <laughs> and then this week,
1: <laughs> they're just trying to take over the food market. Uh-huh. Uh, Pokemon shows off Oreo cookie designs. The Pokemon company has given fans a close up view of all 16 Oreo cookie designs coming to stores starting today. Today marks the beginning of a limited time collaboration between the Pokemon company and the beloved cookie brand, Oreo. A limited supply of Pokemon themed Oreo cookies are hitting stores and they've taken to Twitter to give fans an up close view, which you could go to the official at Pokemon uh, on Twitter. And they have a video that goes through all 16, which feature Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Dratini and Sandshrew from the original generation of pokemon. There are some of the newer ones which I'm not as familiar with. But uh there's also doing a special art installation uh on the Venice Beach boardwalk in Los Angeles. Mm. So that that'd be pretty cool to see. That's cool. Of course this is uh, this is all in collaboration with this being pokemon's 25th anniversary. I I mean I like Oreos. And I like Pokemon, so obviously I'm going to try them. Um, yeah, I I th- I think it's pretty cool.
2: I would just eat them. <laughs> I like Oreos. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's on them, what shape it is. Oh,
1: oh, the best! And my stomach can't handle this as much now that I'm a little bit older. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do when I was younger is make some chocolate milk, dip mm-hmm. the Oreos in the chocolate milk.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, that, it was, that um,
1: sounds that sounds like a. Food item to put you in a food coma,
2: we were talking about it before the episode. It was Wally who uh tagged the nerd cave retro twitter uh, with um the guy that uh that had it wada graded a a packet of pokemon oreo why <laughs> why would you do that
1: So I know I haven't been here through a majority of those those auction stories that you talked about Mm. during the summer how do people get the money to be able to do that is what i want to know because clearly we both went into the wrong profession yeah
2: exactly (laughs) (laughs) well uh i'll go ahead honestly i don't know and and it's it's getting out of hand at this point with with it's Oreo cookies and they're, Wada graded them and put them in a, a plastic shell. Like, why? This is getting way out of hand. Did you hear just recently? I think it's, a, I forgot who's doing it. Uh, it's like GameStop or someone. Um, when they sell uh, new packs of like Pokemon cards and stuff, they open the pack in the store so that it cuts down on uh, scalpers. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, because I remember those things. I mean, they still do, but when those first started being sold, those would go for some good money. Yeah.
2: This market's getting out of hand, and I don't know. It's going to crash hard. This whole weird thing with video game stuff is just getting out of hand.
1: When do you see it crashing?
2: I think it's going to crash faster than most people think it is (laughs) within the next year or two. It's just just going to bottom out. And maybe I'll be able to go back to the flea market and buy some decently priced games again.
1: You want a copy of Legend of Zelda? $500.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. Uh, (laughs) This next story comes from I am the Rampage. Uh, and this story just dropped today, I think. A retailer appears to have uncovered new and sealed 90s SNES games, and they're up for sale. This is on NintendoLife.com. Uh, it's not often you stumble across brand new stock of games released in the 90s when browsing your favorite game store, but here we are with one of the most intriguing retail listings you're will like, you likely to see all year. German retailer Galleria Kofhoff. Kofhoff. Kofhoff? Has today (laughs) added a brand new listing for Lufia 2 Rise of the Sinistrals, known simply as Lufia in Europe, which was originally released in 97. Uh, The listing notes that it comes with the original packaging manual and is only available in select branches. Um, Let's see. uh, Perhaps shedding a little more light on the situation, Game Studios have been discussing the listing over on NeoGAF. One user explains out of nowhere there were rumors a couple of months ago that somewhere in an old warehouse a few sealed boxes were found with dozens of SNES games back from the 90s. Since there were no pictures, I did not think to uh, investigate any further. Now out of nowhere today at 6 in the morning, Lufia was posted on their website. Uh, Of course, it was only a couple of months ago that another retailer stumbled upon 500 new copies of F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. Uh, That is, uh, yeah. Um, The rumor also includes mention of several boxes sealed by Nintendo, which is a very exciting prospect indeed. What do you think about that, coming across some sealed boxes of sealed Super Nintendo games? I want all of them. Me too. (laughs) I want every Can you imagine...
1: I wouldn't know Could you imagine finding 500 new copies of F Zero. <laughs>
2: well, it's not that's, just one, 500. <laughs> it's definitely going to make the price of uh, a sealed copy of F Zero plummet. Yes. But uh, Here, here's I, my I, prediction. Here's my prediction. Within the next month, you know how Super Mario 64 is going for like a million and a half dollars? Somebody's going to come out with a box. Of sealed Super Mario 64 games, like hundreds of them that have never been touched since they were sealed in the box 25 years ago. I could see it. And when it happens, I'm going to laugh and laugh and laugh. You should, if that happens,
1: you should get the clip of Austin Powers... Uh, from when Dr. Evil and yeah. his minions are laughing, like, Mwah! Mwah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> get yes. that to play. Yep. This is cool, uh, though. I'm, I'm, I'm excited when stuff like this happens. I
1: I can't tell you how much I would geek out if I just randomly found a box of sealed, unopened Super Nintendo games.
2: Yeah, especially if they were all different. Like, you know, like... Chrono Trigger and <laughs> Secret of Mana. And Imagine if you found a copy of Earthbound. Oh, cop, like four or five copies of Earthbound still sealed. I would just call my boss and be like, yeah, I'm not coming in tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when are you coming back? Never. Never.
2: Mm-hmm. No.
1: We, we had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But this next story comes to us from Mr. Armez Jackson. From NintendoLife.com, unavailability of classic titles is holding game culture back, says Platinum's Heideki Kamiya. Uh, Games should be available... Mm. (laughs) Hideki. Yeah, that's probably much better than what I said. Uh, (laughs) Games should be available to everyone who wants to play them. The way we play and consume classic video games has become a hot topic of late, thanks largely to some rather shady practices being employed by collectors to boost the value of certain titles. While some people are keen to increase the value of their collection while it sits on the shelf, those of us who simply want to play and enjoy video games are losing out, because in a lot of cases, the reason retro games are worth so much is down to the fact that there's literally no other means of playing a certain game other than its original form. Uh, Hideki Kamiya, an avid retro gamer and collector, says that he understands the appeal of getting a particular physical title in the best possible condition, but laments that people who simply want to play games are often missing out. So it, it does bring up an interesting perspective. Like, are you one who just wants to buy the game because you happen to have a Super Nintendo or an N64 and you don't care if the condition's perfect mm-hmm. as long as you have a copy? And then you have those who want it, you know, in mint condition, never been touched, still in the box, all that type of stuff. Because I I see, and I can't speak for the retro gaming places in your area, but the ones here that have like say damaged labels or you can tell aren't in the good condition yeah are still more expensive than what i would probably be willing to pay
2: yeah and and another thing is like do you think that the the craziness that's going on with the uh, the, the collector uh you know the collecting of, of the games and stuff right now do you think it would if there were ways to play all the games that you wanted to play. Like, just say, out of the blue, Nintendo's like, okay, you can play every single Nintendo game, every single Super Nintendo game, every single Game Boy, Game Boy Advance game. Like, just flood, you know, the Nintendo Switch online with ways to play every single game you want to play. Do you think that would have any effect on the, uh, the collectible market at that point? Because, like you said... Like, right now, when I go, when I'm, as a collector, I want the things that I want, and then the other, all the other, like, if I run across something cool, I'll buy it, but I'm not I'm not a completionist. Like, I have a ton of Nintendo games. I have over 150 Nintendo games, but the ones that I really want are the ones that I treasure and the ones that I search for complete in box. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough to say I want to display it. So I, I, I'm kind of lost my point here, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I think it would affect it a little bit. If anything, I would hope it would drive more sales for the Switch mm-hmm. because then you really have, to me, if you're a Nintendo fan, mm-hmm. then you have no reason to not buy one because you have access to all of that library. I think you'll still have some that would prefer to play it on the original hardware. But I think it mm. would affect it a little bit, but not a ton, though.
2: Well, there's always going to be the purists you know, who want to play on original hardware. I still like playing a lot of games on original hardware. Um, but like I said, I, I don't mind paying a premium for something if it's something that I really want. And if it's in good condition, Uh, you know, like I bought, you know, there's a lot of games I have in box, like I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the box. A lot of people hate that game. It's not that expensive, but it's worth something to me, you know, and I would have paid, you know, upwards of 50, 75 bucks to get one complete in box. And that's, but it's getting harder to do because people now think that they have just because it's a Nintendo game they think they have gold and they're they wanting top dollar for everything, so being able to collect uh a certain game at this point is just out of my reach, like certain games that i want it's it's out of my reach now. I can't afford uh original copies of some of these games and they need and so there's some games that I want to play. The only way to do that is download a ROM.
1: The easiest solution would be do something about it yourself. That way you wouldn't want to go download the games illegally. Exactly. You would want to buy Nintendo's product.
2: Yeah, if Nintendo wants Uh, to take control of it, they they just need to release everything. And Atlas uh, still in the chat room says, Total Nintendo Gold Superman (laughs) 64. We will fight. (laughs) That game is terrible. One of my favorite
1: games that I've reviewed <laughs>
2: on this show just because of how bad it Ooh, is. That game, man. You want to talk about a turd in a box. Yep. Absolutely. And uh let's see. What this who do who gave us this next one? This is from uh Armes Jackson. Uh it's from NintendoLife dot com. Hardcore Gaming 101's latest book takes a swing at famous beat 'em ups. Um Let's see, the book um called what is it called uh beat em up the guide to beat up hardcore gaming presents the guide to beat em ups volume one uh, Book goes all the way back to techno techno's renegade which laid down so many of the foundations of the genre before devoting a large portion of pages to the double dragon series another name that is synonymous with the belt scrolling brawler genre Capcom's big hitters are also featured, including Final Fight, Alien vs. Predator, and Captain Commando, while Konami's seminal TMNT and Simpsons arcade games are also getting some attention, alongside the amazing Vendetta and the sadly forgotten Asterix. I don't remember that one at all. Uh, Let's see. uh, Another volume... Did you say it's an Asterix in the history of fighting games? (laughs) A second volume is in the works, which will focus on Irem's contribution to the genre, such as Undercover Cops and Hook. In the meantime, this comes highly recommended. You can pick up a copy using uh, the Amazon link within the uh, the article, and it goes for about twenty five bucks uh, American nineteen. I, think this is, I don't know if this is pounds or euros, one of the two. 19 pounds or euros, and then twenty five dollars American. So if you're, I love the, the cover. I know if you're into the, I actually want one of these because I love some good em ups. Like Final Fight, still my all time favorite.
1: Yeah, this would be cool just to have as a collector's item. Like I said, I I love the cover. Like this would be something that I would display. Mm-hmm. You know, in in my house and I think it'd be a good conversation starter
2: for sure. Yeah. And like I said, I just like the that genre that beat 'em that late 80s early 90s side scrolling beat 'em up genre is just that's my sweet spot right there. Like, you know, Streets of Rage 4 was, is probably one of the best games you can play currently uh, that harkens back to that genre. Like, man, S- Streets of Rage 4 is just excellent. And I wish they would do the same with Final Fight. They like they need to bring back some more Final Fight games. God, I love those so much.
1: Yeah, those games are just so fun to play, especially with a friend or a group of people, just because you like, feed off of everyone's emotions and reactions yeah. to what's going on, so... <laughs> They're they're fun games for sure. God, I remember
2: going to the arcade back in the, you know, the early 90s and playing Final Fight, just qu- pumping quarters into Final Fight trying to finish that damn game and people would be crowded around watching like, man, I just uh miss arcades so much.
1: Yeah, I do too. Now that I'm I an adult was- and have
2: expendable income, I need an arcade to go to that has all old <laughs> 90s beat em ups.
1: Hey, you wouldn't have to twist my arm to go with you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean we do have the a big arcade here that's uh, Margaritaville, but it it's got some old stuff, but it's a lot of like you know cha- games of chance. You know, like like it's not really my thing.
1: There's a bar here in town called Play. That they have a couple of old arcade systems. They have a Miss Pac-Man. They have Tron, which is pretty cool. But for the most part, it's like your like, table hockey, basketball, uh, foosball type games. But they got a couple of arcade machines.
2: Yeah. Um, before we go into our review for tonight, Derek has some shout outs.
1: Yes. As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. We want to shout out Axblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Tyler Watson, Brandon Rutledge, Guson Penny, Matthew Salmon, Randy Bailey, Joey Image, and Mr. Ron Johnson. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to the podcast and keeping the lights on for us. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, some of the cool things you get to do is vote on our monthly commentary tracks, which our most recent one. Is a big trouble in a little China, which I believe you recently posted for mm-hmm. everyone.
2: Yes, it just dropped so, uh, this last Monday, I think.
1: So um, yeah, there's a poll up now for our next one that we'll do for the month of September. And Clue is and, killing
2: it. So Derek, you're not allowed to, to put a movie up next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, if if it ends up winning, then that that'll be. I, Clue's just—it's a, a fun movie. I love
2: Clue. Oh, I love Clue. I have no problems watching Clue.
1: Yeah, and I haven't watched it in a long time, so it give me a reason to watch it again.
2: But tonight, yes yeah, um, Oh, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say no, I was gonna go, go ahead. ahead and do our uh, drawing here for um for our patrons. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. We're gonna do a big prize pack tonight, which you're going yes. to win a uh, Monsters Anonymous T-shirt. A uh, script signed by cast and crew, a Monsters Anonymous poster signed by cast and crew, which uh, you know includes Brian O'Halloran and Jeremy London, of course, me and Wally, um, and uh, everybody in the movie, the, the, the crew and cast, everybody. Uh, you're going to get a, a poster, uh, a Parker Syndrome poster, signed by cast and crew, and you're going to get a bag of coffee from Brez Coffee Company. So I got everybody's name here. Written uh, on sheets of paper and uh, got it in a hat here. And just so you know, there's no funny business. You know, I got like uh, Tyler Watson here. I don't know if you can see that. I got Tyler Watson. Got, uh, yeah, I see it now. Brandon Rutledge. You know, all our patrons are written here on these. So I'm going to give them a good shake up here. I'm not going to look. Suspense is killing me. All right. Got one. All right. Let's see. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? Oh, it's Mr. Brandon Rutledge. Congratulations, sir. Um, You're going to win. Or Actually, you won everything. So uh, all you got to do is just let me know what your address is and um, what shirt size you are. And uh, we'll get this stuff in the mail post haste. So congratulations to Brandon Rutledge one of our long time listeners and uh yeah congratulations so golf clap so that was fun. fantastic yeah let's, yeah uh, we'll we'll do that occasionally uh for our patrons and uh I don't know what we're gonna do for the next big prize pack but I'm thinking about maybe collecting some uh some game codes and things of that nature maybe some uh some retro games throw in there maybe maybe even yeah. uh, a free nerd cave retro shirt—you never know what, what. But yeah, um, congratulations, Brandon Rutledge. Just give me your address, and we will get this stuff to you asap. And tonight, yes. we are both going to be talking about. Agalos, a mesmerizing action RPG that looks like it was plucked straight out of the 16-bit era, but plays like a modern-day Marvel, inspired by non-linear Japanese retro adventures such as Wonder Boy and Monster World, Agalos hurls players into the middle of a colossal struggle for survival as beings from another dimension threaten to invade the peaceful kingdom of Lumen, bursting with secrets and side quests and boasting slick melee combat that any 2D action game would envy. Ag- Agalos, they are really talking themselves up here. Agalos is the perfect combination of retro style and modern day game design. So, uh, yeah, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> I ran across this game on sale on the Switch. Uh, it was like, what, ninety nine, I think? And uh, I watched the uh, the trailer for it, and I thought, man, this looks really cool. This is kind of uh, along the lines of, like, it really reminded me of, um, like, what if Zelda 2 was on the Super Nintendo, <laughs> but, be- you know, made better than it is, which I hate to say that. I need to go back and maybe give that game another chance, but I'm not a fan of Legend of Zelda 2, but I sold it to to, uh, Derek as, man, this game is what Legend of Zelda 2 should have been, because I got it, immediately fell in love with this game and started playing it, and told Derek about it, and he started playing. What did you think about it when you first started playing it? So that's
1: how you sold me on it, is you said, it's what Zelda 2 should have been. Now, funny enough, I didn't watch the trailer at all. Like, I saw... Like, I think one screen cap from it. And I said, okay, I I definitely get the Zelda 2 vibe as far as the look. And I think in the screen cap, your character is, you know, in like a little village, which looked almost exactly like a village from Zelda Mm 2. So it was on sale. So I said, sure, why not? And then when I started playing it, I couldn't put it down. And I remember texting you, thinking like saying that this this game is already great. Like it it feels like I'm playing the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. but on a modern system with better sounding audio, cleaner looking graphics, the gameplay is really good. And we'll, I know we're gonna dive into <laughs> a lot of the aspects of it you know, as, as we continue talking. But I just it made an immediate impact, mm-hmm. and whenever I play it, I have to play it for at least 30 to 45 minutes because I can't put it down.
2: Yeah, and the thing about the game is, you know, the first couple of hours of the game are very, very enjoyable. Um, It's set up very much like uh, a Zelda Two type of side-scrolling RPG, um, but there's no overworld like there was in Zelda 2. You just kind of go from town. To, there's a map, but it doesn't really help. <laughs> like you know, I, I looked at the map occasionally. I like I still doesn't tell me where I need to go. So you just kind of explore, and it's it's kind of that same vein of you know Zelda 2, uh, Castlevania, to Simon's Quest. That sort of non-linear, like different paths you can take, different. Um, like, there, there's a lot of exploration in the game and you find cool things, you find new power-ups um, you know, you find new little areas where you learn new abilities and things uh, of that nature um, and the way the game is set up is you start off um, sort of Zelda style, like you start off in your house and you leave and then you know there, there's this sort of princess that needs to be rescued at the very beginning of the game, you save her and then you go to the castle, and you are given a quest by the king. Um, there's, you know, there's evil across the land, and you must go gather these four elements. And there is a, an alchemist at, and there's an alchemist and a um, uh, like a wizard or or kind of a shaman type lady. The A
1: wizard slash like fortune teller type of
2: yeah, she helps you out through the game. Like if you get stuck or lost, you go talk to her and she kind of tells you where to go, what to do. Uh, and there's an alchemist that once you gather all four elements, you you bring the those four elements back to the castle. She puts them together and then you go off to for puts them together for which I haven't gotten this far. <laughs> Neither of us made it this far. Um, but she supposedly, supposedly puts them, them together uh, to make something that you go use for the final battle for the land. So um, I did complete
1: the the air temple Okay. <laughs> that, that we were talking about. So basically uh, what you're having to do is there are cracks in a couple of different areas yeah. um, throughout the map. And what's cool about the map is that it's all connected together. In some way, like you can be in the mountains and eventually end up in the water area. Yeah. If you know, if you know where to go, mm-hmm. so you can find little shortcuts, and you do yeah. get uh, this, you do get a feather which allows you to teleport between uh, safe points. Which mm-hmm. I know we're going to get to that a little bit <laughs> later on. Yes, we are. But um, okay, so once you get the four elements, you get earth, air, uh, fire, and water. You combine those together to form the light element mm-hmm. and that gives you access to go to the world of darkness which you know by, by this point the cracks have gotten big enough to where enemies are starting to escape so in addition to the normal enemies you fight throughout the map you get you fight these red ghost looking type characters you go into the world of darkness and there you go through like a very short area but then you fight a boss the um no i have beat both of them so the after you beat both those bosses then you go to the final castle which i believe his name is albion is the
2: uh i think the final boss of the game yeah i never and, i never even made it that far <laughs> into the
0: and game and
1: that that's uh, the only other thing i have to do is find the actual agalos um cuz you get like the ultimate like armor and sword yeah. but they're like rusted and beat up because they're so old and they have to be restored well I found the armor I've just got to find the sword yeah so that's what I'm currently looking for
2: and see that's that's the cool thing about it, is each element you're going for that's sort of that is what that area and boss is based on like say you go for the water element then you go do a, a like a little side quest for this uh uh he's like a uh a, a priest um and you go to the to, you, you got to go get this thing that he, he needs to uh to get a book um that help that he then gives to you that helps you translate um different mm-hmm. languages and everything so you can go to the water area and in that town the underwater water town you can finally understand what those those people are saying, you can buy power ups there. Like you save you kill enemies to get money, then you use that money when you get to each town, which that element is based on, you get armor and weapons that help that are specifically designed for those areas. Like you have a water sword and water um, armor that you wear to go into the, the, the water temple and then you fight, you know, a water boss in that temple and the temples are set up a lot like like zelda type of temples where you got to go they're like mazes but you got to go find um ways to open up basically the the there's always something blocking the way to get to the boss and you have to find switches within the the temples in order to get those uh blockades <clears throat> out of the way to go fight the final boss of that temple
1: when you also get rings in every temple, yeah. too, where you, you get, they give you different elemental abilities. Yeah. So, like, with the wa- with the water, which is one of my favorites, you get encased in this bubble. Mm-hmm. If you're on dry land and you jump, you can mm-hmm. hold down the jump button and you'll, f- like, slowly fall to the ground. So, if you're trying to jump from point A to point B and there's, like, a, a hole or whatever, you can float across it. Yeah. Or if you're underwater, then you could keep hitting the jump button and you'll f- slowly float to the top. Yeah. Um, the, the air one is really cool too because you, um, when you get to the air temple, there are these blocks that are blocking your way that you have to have like that ring. If you're in the air and you hit the, the element button, you um, basically are like encased in a little bit of lightning. And you just move really fast. And that's also how you learn the ability to run.
2: Yeah, I still that that would be the last temple I need to go to because <clears throat> I've been playing this game for a couple of weeks now. And I Derek got a, a very <laughs> aggravated text from me the other night because in this game there are there are save points. There are certain places that you only in certain places, can you save? And sometimes they're hidden and out of the way. There's always one outside of a temple, but it's always kind of hidden and out of the way. And um, you can only save at those points. Now, you can go there and replenish your health as soon as you touch that that stone. But those are the only places that can save. So if you're doing a temple, which I was working on the, the lava temple, which is a very hard temple to get through i it took me two days of of trying uh, you know a couple hours a day trying to get through there and because uh, they're not easy, and I finally get to the final boss of the fire temple or the lava temple, and you know I tried maybe seven eight, maybe nine times to defeat that boss, maybe more than that because the, each boss battle has three phases. First phase is pretty easy to figure out. Second phase, that's usually where I would die on the previous ones until I could start to figure out. Like the first two temples I went to, first temple took me maybe two tries to kill the boss. Second temple was the water temple I went to. That one took me maybe five or six tries to kill the boss. Lava temple... Roughly 30 to 40 tries to try and kill that boss because I can't get past that third phase of the boss fight. Well, here's the awful thing that happened to me. I got to that boss fight and my D-pad started to mess up on... I was playing it in handheld mode for the Switch. And so trying to do the up jump... There's a a move you do in the game where if you want to do a double jump... You have to press the the attack button and the up button at the same time and that causes you to do like a really high double jump. Well, the button started to get stuck. And when I died on the boss, I hit the button to continue and not quit. It when I it went to that the the continue or quit screen, the button was still activating and it went down to quit. And I hit the button before I realized what happened and wiped out my entire two days of working on the lava temple. And I lost my mind for (laughs) for about an hour. Like, I literally wanted to just sit on the floor and cry.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't blame you if you did that. I I felt your pain when you messaged that to me.
2: It was all... I, I... Had to calm myself down because I almost threw my my switch into the wall. Like I was (laughs) that mad when it happened.
1: Well, luckily you didn't, and your your switch survived. (laughs) But that would be one like I would have to just put the game down and walk away. I did.
2: I I just I put it in the dock, and I was like, I'm done for the night. Uh, I, I can't, I can't do it tonight. And I, you know, we just watched TV. I calmed down. Next night, I, I called Derek or texted Derek. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through, uh, you know, the the lava temple." So I did. I, you know, after I knew where everything was, it didn't take me long to get through the lava temple. Maybe an hour to get th- back through everything to where I could get back to the boss battle. I maybe twenty tries, and I was like, "I'm I can't I'm not I have defeated Ninja Gaiden in twenty minutes. I I finished." Mega Man 1, 2, 11 in the last year. I can, I'm can. i pretty relatively good at playing games. I can't do that third phase of the, the Lava Boss. I just can't do it. There's too much going on. And finally, I texted Derek. I was like, I'm, I'm defeated. This game has defeated me. I'm done. I'm not playing it anymore. It has killed my will to continue. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I got close to that point on that boss fa- fight specifically. And then when you get to the air temple, the boss fight is two giant birds. So not only do you have to fight one boss, you essentially have to fight two at the same time. And it, it that one was the one that almost made me quit. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to try it one more time. And if I... If I can't get past it, then that's probably going to be where I stop before we do the show. And luckily, I was able to beat him and then got to where I am now.
2: I got so close multiple times on killing that lava boss. I mean, to where he had like maybe three hits left. But that third phase is so chaotic that I can't not fall in the lava. Because you got him chasing you, shooting these fireballs that are like a quarter of the size of the the screen you're trying to avoid, and the 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 what are the pillars that you're trying to jump from one to the other? The pill. Every time you land on one, it, it sinks down. down into the lava, and I'm I'm just like it's frantic. Like it's the most frantic boss fight I've ever played in my life. And I'm just like, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> and I don't know how to defeat this boss. Like, I got so close so many times. And I'm just, I, I'm i done. My my will is done. That's the worst
1: in those boss fights because you can see how much life they have. Mm-hmm. When you, Especially when you get them down to like two or three bars of health. <laughs> and then you get hit and you take away just enough damage to where you die. Yeah. And you're like,
2: Son of a. Because the bad thing about it is, you, especially the lava temple, it's so far away from town where you could go and replenish to get the your, herb and the potion. Yeah, the herb and the potion because you're going to use those to get through the damn temple in one piece to get to the boss fight. So when you have to, when you die and you have to go back through. By the time, you know, by the time you get back to the boss, you're already like, you know, three or four hearts down unless you can find, you know, a shortcut back to the boss. Uh, in the Lava Temple, I finally found that shortcut back to the boss. And it would still, you know, by the time I got there, it would be, you know, a couple of hearts would be missing. And I don't, I have no more potions. I got no herb, which the, 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 the herb um, is one of those things where when you die, you automatically come back to life with a full bar. I got nothing. Like, I get to the boss, and I'm like, I'm just a hope and a prayer <laughs> to get through that fight. And it's not like I can run back to town, because to get to the Lava Temple, you have to, it's a certain pathway to get there. Sort of like, um what other game has a mechanic like that? Because you have to go, like, there are four paths, like, every screen you go to, like, you have to go, like, you have to piece together three different, um Uh, go, when you're going through the underground lava caves, you come across these signs and it's like to get to the, uh, lava temple, it's, uh, your pathway is up, you know, blank, blank, left and down. And then you got to go find the other two, uh, signposts that give you the rest of that, you know, pathway, which you need to take to get to either the dragon sword, which I did first. And then I went to the castle so I don't even know how to get back to town at this point. Like I don't even know how I would even get back to to refill my you know all the stuff I need to get through the fight. And they're stingy. This game is stingy with the hearts in the game or anything to yes. give you a, a leg up in any of these fights.
1: It is as we like to say, Nintendo hard.
2: Yeah, <laughs> beyond Nintendo hard. Yeah. And I, I love d- the game, though. I love the game. I I loved the game up until this that point where it's like it's so hard that you're just like, I can't do this, man. Like I just don't. I don't know how to do this. I, I'm not good enough to de- to defeat this boss. I can't imagine how hard the final boss is going to be. It it's got to be. Like I I I can't. Because it's one of those games that starts out like it's so. Like not not hard not easy not I mean not terribly easy I mean it's pretty easy when when you get through that first temple it's relatively easy but then each other temple you get to just the difficulty just exponentially just gets harder and harder um they you know ninja Gaiden's like that but even ninja Gaiden, like at least you know there's power ups you can get <laughs> like and. Things like this game is just like no, you're gonna use up everything before you even get to the boss, and then good luck, jackass.
1: The fire temple is where I really noticed the difficulty just went from you know down here to up here, where like you really could tell, okay, it's it's about to get serious now.
2: Yeah, I just like I said, the first couple of temples were okay were relatively easy. But man, this Fire Temple is something else, and I I think the game is great. Like as far as far as the music, the way it plays, the way it I love the way this game looks. I mean, there's a lot of um, Mega Man influence in this game. Uh, You can definitely tell that you know they they loved games like um, you know Mega Man. there's a lot of like uh, exploration type stuff, like, you know, like Castlevania 2, like I said, Legend of Zelda 2. Uh, um, the way the game. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, maybe Act Razor, that type of look to the game. You know, it, it, it's a beautiful game. And I just wish that I could crank down the difficulty a little bit because I'm just not. I just want to finish the game at this point. Like, I I don't even like, why is it this hard? And I'm just playing on just whatever the setting is like normal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I don't disagree with you on that. You know, it's this game has caused me to quit playing it (laughs) numerous times, but I keep going back to it. Yeah. So I can't really fault it for that because it, as i mentioned when we first started talking about the game whenever i'm playing it i feel like you know i'm sitting in my old room as a kid playing a super nintendo game everything from the look i like not just the the way the music sounds but the tracks themselves mm-hmm. are pretty catchy you know i've even found myself going on youtube to listen to a lot of the music, especially the, I love the music that plays when you're in the temples. Yeah. Oh, I've had the fire
2: temple music in my head for days now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really good. It it reminds me a little bit of like, um, like the NES era Hmm. type of type of music. So yeah, I, I enjoy this game a lot. The, the only, the only knocks that I really have against it, it gets too hard at times. And lack of save Especially, feature. A lack of save would be the other one, yes.
2: Like, we're beyond that now. I know you're trying to harken back to the days of, you know, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo with no save uh, features in the game. I mean, you can save, but there's so few and far between, like, being able to save. Like, if, if you something stupid happens, like what happened to me, you lose so much progress. And, you know, I would just leave the game on for a couple of days. Like, just not close out the game. Just, you know, put my Switch to sleep and then come back to it. Because I, I didn't want to have to leave the, whatever temple I was in or wherever I was to go try and find a save point. Like, we hated that back in the day. That's the, one of our biggest complaints about all those games back then Lack of save points. We're beyond that. We don't want to do that anymore. So wh- I, I forgot who the uh, who was who. Uh, P Cube Games. If you're listening to this, just give me ability to save wherever. That's all I want. If I if I could do that, that raises my score by at least two points. <laughs> if you give me <laughs> a way to save it wherever I'm at, or just make that a whole easy mode. Make that easy mode, you know, where I could just save wherever I'm at. Make normal where it's like it used to be, where you got to find some random save point to to save during the game. Make that normal. Make easy mode for old guys like me who just want to enjoy the game. Just let me save wherever I'm at, so I can you know go play, you know, something else for like Tetris 99 for a little while, so I can get to wash that. Lava temple off me a little bit. (laughs) The bad juju. Yeah, I don't know. That that's the my biggest knock of the game is difficulty ramps up way too much too fast. No save features Uh, or or no no ability to save wherever I'm at. If it wasn't for those two things, if I could just have an easy mode where give me a way to save and. And make it not so hard. Like this game would be almost a perfect ten.
1: So what would you give it?
2: Right now it's it's sitting at a six because of just way too difficult. But I, I I loved it up into the the lava temple. I would have given it easily a nine, eight or a nine. But after this, like <laughs> just trying to get through this temple and then. Oh man, like I, I my thumb's hurt. I don't know about you, but this game has made my thumb freaking I got a Nintendo thumb for the last week and a half because of this game.
1: Yeah. Thumb thumb's been a little sore.
2: I got to the point where I, I I started using the 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 stick, you know, because I just got tired of using the D-pad. Like my thumb was just so sore.
1: Yeah, I would, for the same reasons that that you mentioned, I would say because I love the look of it, I love the setting, the music's great, the story is good, I would give it seven and a half. Okay. I I would give it an eight and a half to a nine if there were a a proper save feature and... As you mentioned, the difficulty just didn't go from you know, here to
2: here, yeah <laughs> like it the like the the difficulty curve was like not not a good steady incline, it was just more like whoop and went straight up yep so if if you enjoy exactly. that type of difficulty, by all means, <laughs> you know go go get this game and you what you said was perfectly true when I first started this game, it immediately made me feel. Like, I was a kid again playing Super Nintendo. Like, this would have been the, the game I would have rented for the weekend. And then, like, alright, I'm getting this for my birthday or Christmas. This is what I'm asking for. Or, you know, spent my, you know, whatever money I saved cutting grass or whatever. And it definitely took me back to that time. And I, I love it for that. I just wish it was a little easier. Agreed. So... It's on sale. You know, it, it's not that expensive. You can pretty much get it on everything. I think um, it's see. definitely you... worth getting. Yeah, I think like you can I, get, I, get it I on wouldn't want. I think you can get it on Steam. It's definitely for Windows. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I think you can get it on PS4, uh, P- uh PlayStation. I think. Um. Let's
1: see. It doesn't doesn't say on the pbq game site
2: yeah it just says now uh, a downloadable game for windows but it's 1499 on the pq game site let's see Um, i'm seeing
1: not seeing any links for playstation i'm seeing steam switch windows not seeing anything for playstation
2: yeah, I'm 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 going to try to see if they'll give us some uh download codes too. Yeah, it's on Steam, Nintendo Switch, Microsoft, uh Steam, Windows, Agalos PS4. Let's see. I don't know when this article was released. No, yeah, this was 2019. Agalos PS4 Switch physical editions were released in September. Of 2019, so yeah, there's a uh, that's a PS4 version. I don't know if you can get it on the store, but there's definitely a physical version you can get for the PS4. Sweet, awesome. But yeah, that's um, that's Agalo's. So our, I, I guess through our combined score, what did you give it? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. I gave it a six, so roughly a seven for the both of us, and which I think is a good score. I like I said, I enjoy the game, but if you like that kind of difficulty and you like us uh, action RPG games, definitely give it a try. But just know going in, it's hard. It's one of the hardest yeah. games I've played in a while. I wouldn't deter
1: anyone from getting it. Like, I think it's definitely worth playing, just forewarning that it may frustrate you.
2: Yeah. And your, your thumbs are definitely going to be sore. <laughs> yeah. And if I were you, I would definitely play, um, you know, you can play it in handheld mode. I, I'm not a fan of the D-pad on the the Nint- Nintendo Switch. I have the original Switch or version 2 or whatever. It's got the buttons instead of an actual D-pad. So this might be yeah. more fun to play on a Switch Lite that actually has a proper D-pad. Because I started playing it on my Pro Controller because it has a proper d-pad on it which made it a lot easier to play honestly yeah so play it with a proper d-pad is all i'm saying (laughs) you're still gonna get sore thumbs but play with a proper d-pad so uh, that's gonna bring us to the end of the show um it's awesome having you back i hope you don't have to work next week because i really want you back here in that seat i've I've got
1: a uh, I've got an idea that we'll we'll talk about off air. Okay, we'll call it a backup plan.
2: Okay, uh, so uh, tell everybody what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience this week.
1: Yeah, so I actually got to have a, a really fun conversation with a documentary filmmaker named Christopher McDonald. He talks about how he got started in the industry working as a PA on a little-known show called The X Files.
2: Oh my goodness, one of my favorite shows ever. That's how
1: that was his first job in the industry was working on the X-Files. So uh, he talks about that Uh, really cool documentary that um, he made called Queen of the Beach, which led into a whole discussion about child labor and child labor laws in other countries, which is a lot of what the documentary is about. Really, really good story from from this chat so that and then i also um give my thoughts on the trailers for hawkeye and a movie i'm very much looking forward to the matrix resurrection
2: yes that trailer dropped last week and i was like okay i'm back in (laughs) i'm ready just when i think i'm out they pull pull me back me back back in i also say why people shouldn't
1: already be bashing the movie and saying it's terrible because of one trailer
2: yeah Give it a chance because I've,
1: uh, I've seen best. that. I mean, I'm I, I'm excited to go back in that world, though, because, you know, like we're we're old enough to remember how influential the first movie was. Oh, yeah.
2: That movie, that first movie is still perfection. I, I will say that to this day. It is science fiction movie perfection.
1: Yeah, I, I hope to leading up to the 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 new one coming out. I know for I want to do um, a Matrix roundtable. And then I also want to do
2: a watch a log of the original. I Oh, I'd love to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. And that's another thing too is, um, so I've been pretty active on Instagram, which, uh, you can find at in Instagram.com slash D diamond podcast. I've been posting a lot of polls lately. And one of the ones I posted was, would you be interested in the round table discussions coming back? And overwhelmingly people said yes. So those will be coming back. Um, starting in October. Awesome. What I'm going to talk about yet I'm not sure yet, but you chances are you'll be getting an invite.
2: Awesome. I can't wait for that. You know, and I'm I was thinking I might have to do a a Matrix rewatch, uh the all three of them before right right before the new one comes out just so I can refresh I myself on the the last two because man that second one Whew, that's like an entire two and a half hours of just nothing but exposition. <laughs> like that movie was hard to get through. Yeah,
1: I mean, the I don't hate the sequels as much as a lot of people do. I don't either. I actually they're, really they're,
2: like the third one.
1: Compared to the original, they're not great. But they still serve their purpose and they're still enjoyable in their own ways.
2: Yeah. I'm just interested to see how they're gonna bring all, tie all this in because apparently they're saying that the uh, the what happened in the Matrix uh, online game the the MMO things that happened in that MMO are canon, so that might be the reason why really? why we're not seeing Morpheus because Morpheus died in the uh, the online game. But it was
1: confirmed that the, the Morpheus like character in the trailer, like that, I can't remember the actor's name, mm-hmm. but he said he was playing Morpheus. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, have a, I have a theory that I've, I know we don't want to get into the whole thing, but I think out of all those characters, Neo is the only one that is real. I think Trinity is a computer hmm. program created by the Matrix.
2: That's a good theory. Or what if this is some sort of weird prequel? That will be weird. Yeah. I um, wouldn't hate it, though. Or, like you said, maybe it's a new version of The Matrix, and this is our original Neo, but he's still... he like You know, because he got blinded in the original movies, but mm-hmm. now he's got sight again, so... And he died. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: he, no, yeah, he, both he and Trinity
2: died in yeah. the third movie.
1: What, and also, if you saw he was constantly eating the blue pills, I think whoever his therapist is that Neil Patrick Harris plays is another program that is giving Neo these blue pills so that he keeps forgetting who he actually is.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, there's going to be a lot of speculation before this movie comes yes.
1: out. Yes. There, there's, there's some good movies and shows coming out in the uh, at the end of the year. I can't wait.
2: Oh, there's so many good movies coming. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good, good Christmas season for movies.
1: Yes, and we got, uh, we got Halloween kills coming out in
2: like a month. That too. Oh, and uh, speaking of uh, Halloween movies or Halloween, you know, season movies. We're coming up on our five-year anniversary of uh, Monsters Anonymous. And we got something special planned coming up next week for fans of Monsters Anonymous. I'm not going to say anything, but something special's coming next week. So stay tuned. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, if you follow Open Micers, we just recorded earlier tonight one of our worst episodes ever. So <laughs> if you want to go listen to that awful episode go check out at open Micers on twitter and open Micers podcast on facebook and go listen to the i try i'm I'm going to do my best to fix that episode cuz it was a train wreck <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say you got me
1: curious now
2: yeah but uh but yeah that's going to do it for this week anything else before we step out the door no i think i'm good all right if you'd like to email us you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. uh we're at facebook at facebookcom retro. Nerdcave Retro can't speak. Instagram and Twitter at Nerdcave Retro and individually at JFunkTastic and at Derek underscore Diamond. Go buy some t shirts over at ncrmerch.com. We got t shirts, we got mugs, we got uh, computer bags, masks, everything you need right over there. And also, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Retro, Go throw us a couple bucks a month or a buck a month and you get our commentary track every month way before everybody else and you get to pick our movies and all that co- sort of cool stuff. But if you can't do that, times are tight, I know. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please, tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes.